0: this episode is brought to you by gooder gooder makes 25 dollars active sunglasses for anyone so as you might have heard it was 90 degrees today and very sunny in tulsa and i definitely relied on my gooder sunglasses to avoid getting too much of a headache my pair is called just knock it on that's the name of it just knock it on and they're really great They're a large size to suit my large head, and they have a golf-specific lens that works really well. I'm not sure what it does, but things seem to be very clear and and precise. So Gooders are comfortable, stylish, lightweight, and they are 100% UV protective and 100% polarized in all styles. So, try them out and treat yourself to a pair or two. They are affordable. Gooder is going to give you 15% off your entire order. So, go to gooder.com, that's G O O D R.com slash T F E, and get 15% off when you use code T F E at checkout. All orders over $50 get free shipping in the US. Again, that's 15% off with code T F E at gooder.com hello and welcome to the fried egg podcast my name is garrett morrison and i am here live at the 2022 pga championship with meg atkins meg you work for the fried egg i'm not actually sure what your title is <laughs> i start every episode with fellow fried egg employees by asking them what their title is what what is yours technically
1: miscellaneous um <laughs> shellmate you know general shellmate at the Fried Egg. Uh, yeah not 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 too good at titles here at the Friday, are we?
0: No, not really. <laughs> um, well, so Meg, this is your first time on the podcast. Uh, so is. welcome, very exciting to to have you on. You are here at the PGA Championship with me. We are the representatives of the Friday at this event at Southern Hills. We've been here since Wednesday, so we got to walk around the course a little bit on Wednesday and uh, the first round on Thursday has just happened. It's wrapping up right now. I think the leaderboard is pretty much set. We're, we're sitting here in the media center. We're in radio booth booth number three or four. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, 3.5. <laughs> wherever we are, we're right next to Kevin Van, Van Valkenburgh, who is currently recording an episode <laughs> of The Shotgun Start with Andy Johnson and Brendan Porath. Um, so that's just to set the scene for you here. But we're looking at the big board right now. It's on TV, so players are finishing up. But I think things are pretty much going how they're going. So so how was your day in general? What was like the, the structure of your day?
1: The day was fantastic. Um, got out here pretty early and immediately went out. Obviously, Tiger, Spieth, Rory were out early. And I was able to follow them for a few holes. And then I kind of set up shop at 17. When we got here yesterday, we kind of went out in the evening uh, crowds had cleared out, and it was a lovely evening stroll, kind of getting getting our bearings. Um, you've been out here before. My first time seeing Southern Hills in person. So it was great to kind of get my bearings and, and walk the course um, and see, you know, get a feel for everything before all the craziness today. So 17 kind of caught my eye. Um, just so much going on on that short little par four. So I kind of set up shop there and watched the first six seven groups come through um this morning and i think the longest approach what i think i saw was around 125 yards or so so you know they
0: were all kind of pushing up to that zone of that hole that is kind of It's all part of this extended green complex. There's a bunch of crazy undulations around it. And there's a creek that runs through the middle of it. And all the shots were kind of ending up there. So there's like these half wedges and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And so I watched seven groups. So 21 players, everyone in the fairway except for two. And one birdie is what I saw. So I saw short, long, right, left, Um, spinning off the front I mean that pin was up close you know barely hanging on that front uh, left edge the trap right in front of it and for you know a half little wedge shot it just was proving to be pretty darn difficult for everybody and I watched here um, in the media center uh, JT and Ricky and kind of the afternoon wave and Harry Higgs just flew the green So I don't think it was easier, or harder morning to afternoon, but a pretty perplexing little hole. Um, And there's so much more they can do with it, too, with different pin locations and move the tee up, maybe, and see if people still pull driver. There's just Mm -hmm. trouble everywhere, too. So that was a great great start to the morning. Kind of came inside and then um, followed the super group for the afternoon, which was just a thrill i mean still coming down from it tiger
0: spieth rory yeah you you followed them for their back nine which was the front nine of the course yes
1: yeah Yeah. um it was unreal uh cool but yeah we i mean we'll get into it i'm sure but some some highlights to talk about for sure yeah cool yeah so
0: my my basic approach was to uh, I followed a group in the morning through the back nine and then followed another group, another group through the front nine. And so in the morning I followed Victor Hovland, Will Zalatoris and Cameron Smith, who were the group in front of Tiger Spieth Rory. So I, I kind of avoided the insanity, but I saw a few of the shots from the, from the super group uh, when I was looking back. And then in the afternoon um, I went along with John Rum. Uh, uh Scotty Scheffler and sorry, the third one is uh, you know escaping me right now. Who was the third member of that group? Colin Moore of yep. course. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that was kind of the super group in the afternoon, decided mm-hmm. to follow them. I was actually the the only media member following them. So I think a lot of our colleagues here in the media mm-hmm. center may have followed the super group in the morning, written their stories, and then you know uh, maybe not gone back out on the course, which was understandable because by that point, It was 90 degrees outside. The sun was beating down. The wind was picking up. It was a lot less comfortable than it was in the morning. And it was pretty comfortable in the morning. Like, you know, it it was nice weather. It was not bad
1: at all. And, yeah, to your comment about everybody following that group, there overheard multiple uh, fans commenting on look at all the people following look, look at this entourage following so yeah I can officially say I was part of the entourage <laughs> uh but yeah that was it, I think it pretty much cleared out and everybody here in this room was out out following them and then kind of came back in and took a break so pretty wild to that you're the only one with that group I know I, I Shuffler, didn't front I there runner. Some
0: other people inside the ropes who were following along but I didn't I didn't think I don't think it was any uh, you know media people specifically. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm the crazy one, but I just followed them for their front nine, which was the front nine of the course, and and they have uh, since finished up. So what we're going to do with this podcast is going to be pretty brief from here. Um, basically, we just wanted to run through a few observations from what we saw today. You've already talked about a kind of course related observation with the 17th hole. But um, what we want to do is have one tournament observation from the two of us. So one observation of of the play that was happening or, you know, stuff that was has occurred in this first round of the tournament, even though that's probably all going to be erased by tomorrow. One course-related observation. So what we saw from Southern Hills today, one fan observation, mm-hmm. stuff that we <laughs> we saw out there. And then one thing that we are watching for this weekend. So let's start with the the tournament observation. Um, I'll, I'll go with mine first. And you know the the thing that I saw out there, and I'm not sure if the stats are going to really bear this out at this point, but to me there was a distinct difference between the morning and afternoon waves today, just in terms of the comfort level of being out there and the shots that were required. The winds were really calm in the morning Mm -hmm. for Tulsa, Oklahoma, for the forecast that we got. There were some kind of random rustlings happening, some gusts that kicked up and some sudden places, weird little pockets of the course that suddenly got windy Mm -hmm. in the morning. So there was some of that unpredictability happening. But in the afternoon, it was, you know, at least what I felt was far more steady and it was a lot hotter out there. And so, uh, so far, there's about a shot difference between the two waves, a little bit less than a shot difference at this point, because I think maybe things have calmed down out there in the evening. But uh, looking at the leaderboard right now, we have a lot of people who were out there in the morning at the very top, you know, most significantly, Roy McElroy and Will Zalatoris. They got their work done in the morning wave. Rory shot a, a pretty clean 65 Will Zalatoris, who I saw for his front nine, shot 66. He was striking the ball really well, and he was putting really well. (laughs) The putting stroke looked smooth. Like, there were a couple of kind of Mm -hmm. dicey short putts, a couple of (laughs) where you saw that hitch come in that that he tends to have. But, like, in general, his lag putting was great, and it seems like he's comfortable on these greens in a way that he might not be on POA. Um what was one tournament observation that you had back
1: following Rory I mean it was the driver was just unreal um the, the drive on 5 it, I think he said in his post round interview that he duck hooked it left in his practice in his practice round Wednesday and so he's like whatever I'm just going to go with my fade but the line over those trees I mean you're the driving range is right over there to the left. And so starting it over there and fading it, the wind was helping a bit, um, a bit, you know, pushing it a bit with them and the bit to the right. So, um, made sense, but you know, to start it left out there after you, after you duck hooked it in the practice round, I think tells you the confidence he was feeling by that point in the round with the driver. Um, yeah, I mean, the story is Roy from the first round and, and, getting rid of the Thursday struggle, the Thursday headache and, and, and putting himself in a hole that he can't dig out of for the rest of the tournament, um, has been, has been the theme for him. And how did, how is he not completely freed up this evening? Um, and, and just loving obviously where he's at. Um, I, I would think there's some relief in, in coming out strong out of the gates, for yeah. the first time in a while and um, if, if that was his demon it, but, yeah. but
0: i wonder if this puts even more pressure on sure. him, like literally leading the tournament sure you know yeah. because you know, what he's been doing in first rounds and majors in recent history has been just taking himself kind of out of the tournament now he's done exactly the, he's gone to the opposite extreme so mm-hmm. you almost hope for like him being in that mix around T eight right now, which is a couple of shots back, but still very much in it. Now he's out in front. It, it'll it'll be a, an interesting test of nerves tomorrow, maybe. Right. But yeah, it is possible that that you know this was kind of a hurdle that he had to get over just playing well in in the first round. Right. So what was he doing well out there? Like I, I didn't see much of his round because I was following another group. Obviously, what you know, he's had trouble with his wedges and stuff like that. What, mm-hmm. what did you see from him that was kind of different?
1: He was, he was steady. Um, you know, the hiccup on the, on the front nine, his second nine was that six, seven, eight stretch. Um, I thought, you know, on five after that drive, getting up and down for birdie was all right, you know, let's took advantage of that par five like I should. And then six and eight were just tough long par threes yeah um six was interesting we were sitting right on the tee probably the closest we got to them for the whole round and he kind of had a little hesitation a little hiccup in his Uh. takeaway and i mean normally it's just smooth and perfect that swing to watch in 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 real life and up that up, up close like that is it's just beautiful but there was a little a little teeny little hiccup Um, he ended up a little bit long there and just didn't get up and down and there's going to be, I mean, on these surrounds, there's going to be, you're not going to get up and down from everywhere. Um, and then, you know, seven, the drive, one of the only wayward drives out left, but recovered tap and par, and then eight just in a terrible position in the left front. That was a tough hole. Yeah. I, I
0: saw a few different groups make a mess of that hole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um and then the birdie on nine to kinda end on a high note, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. You hold a putt
1: there. Where right. it was, you know, getting a little shaky and you know, just kinda got it in, got it in the house, got it in. Um you know, wrapped up wrapped up the round well. Definitely yeah. helps.
0: And and something to remember is obviously that his last major round was at the Masters, yep. that spectacular final round. Um, and after that, he was representing to the press, at least, that something had changed, that that had unlocked something in him. And so maybe he's, maybe he's really proving that right now. That, that would be great to see, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So one course observation. Why don't we start with yours? Is there something other than the 17th hole itself that caught your eye about the course this time through?
1: When we walked it, um, Wednesday, you know, we had it to ourselves. Yeah. It was the afternoon. Yeah. You see these.
0: Wednesday, everybody, everybody gone home. They're resting up for, for today.
1: Yep. You see the, the, the wide corridors. You see, you know, the, how, with the tree removal, how you can see through the property so far, which is, which is so, so neat. And I mean, can't imagine it in 07 claustrophobic like that, but, um. The course observation, you know, on top of 17 was the tightness around 6T, uh, and then you you kind of walk past 5 green, and you get to 3T, 2 green, then you get up to 6 green, and 7T's right there. Like literally right over right the there. back of the green. Yeah. Like
0: it's this narrow little strip of land. Clearly wasn't intended to be a tea. right? <laughs> and it, right behind the green, that's seventy packed.
1: Yes, there with people. Right, there's the hospitality tents lining uh, the left side of six, and there's just so it, it it was the most crowded part of the course is that area, and then seven was very crowded too with some hospitality there. Um, awesome for fans. Mm-hmm. You can see so much, so so much from there. So many different shots. Uh, a little you know, claustrophobic for the, for the players, Yeah. um, Tiger, Rory and Spieth teed off on six, then kind of walked a bit, had to stop as mm-hmm. another group was teeing off three, three and then continue three. their walk on.
0: I mean, the problem has been created by the pushing back of the third tee into the middle it's the, it's of in the, the middle. sixth holes corridor. And then the pushing back of the seventh tee, basically right, just tucked behind between the sixth green and the property line these tees were not intended to be there they're there they're making it work but it's pretty hectic like it's pretty smashed in there
1: for spectating it's great it's great yeah it's great where
0: would you stand like specifically around there it, maybe behind, um, six behind yes yeah, yeah. behind yeah, you can six see everything.
1: and then uh, you know the left side of six you kind of get that whole vantage point six T all the way to six screen and everything in between. That's a great spot if you're a fan. Yeah. But the traffic, you know, you need a traffic cop almost in there. Uh the Marshals there are are <laughs> they volunteers. They're not getting they're not getting paid enough. They're not getting paid anything. <laughs> they're not getting paid at all. Uh but yeah, they've got a job in there, that's for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a good place for a fan if you don't mind like being around a lot of people. Yes, if, if you'd rather be someplace where there aren't a whole lot of people around, there are other places on the course that are a little more chill. But if you um, want to see action, yeah, that's but that's a yeah, spot. Yeah, 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 you see the approaches into two, and that's so. This is something about the course that Andy and I noticed when we first visited the course in 2019. These clusters of tees and greens. You know, Perry Maxwell was looking for natural sites to put his teas and greens because he wasn't using advanced drainage methods to get them dry. So he was looking for places that would drain naturally. There are a few specific places on the property that drain really naturally, and that's where he put all his teas and greens. And uh, part of the result of that is what we called these concentrations of energy. And that is certainly one of them. At that corner of the course, where the fifth hole is, the sixth hole, second, third, seventh hole, all of that is is kind of mushed into a little ridge on that end of the property. The land rises up a bit there, and uh, there are other places on the property that are like that. You know, I'm thinking of where 13 green and 16 green mm-hmm. are right by that little pond, you know, that's a great little concentration of energy. And then in the middle of the course where you have the first green, the third green, the 17th green, the eighth green, that is a big time, you know, there's a lot of like hospitality there right now, but a ton of people are in there and it's noisy in there. And it's, uh, and it's, it's fun. I think you know that that's kind of where I'd like to be because there's nice variety in what you're seeing. So one quick extra course observation that I had is that the back 9 is just so excellent at this course. <laughs> I think that there are some weaknesses in the front 9. The 4th hole is just doesn't function for this tournament as it was intended to function. The 6th hole is never one that I was a particular fan of. So To my mind, there are some weaknesses in the front nine, but the back nine is just hit after hit after hit for me. Now, what really made an impression when I first came to the course was the opening and closing stretches of the back nine. So 10, 11, 12 in that beautiful little valley. They just use it perfectly. They're great holes. And then 17 and 18, a spectacular short par four and long par four finish and opportunity and a, a a big brute of a closing mm-hmm. hole. Um, so those were things that really jumped out at me when I first saw the course. But this time when I was going through, I saw how great those middle holes in the back nine are. 13 is a, well, the T is in a ridiculous place over the uh, 12th green. Now I, I wrote about this for the website, but um, it's it's a true risk-reward par five where some some players are going for it and some aren't. And that landing zone is just this big gully. And so you find all these strange lies and that complicates the decision about whether to go for the green. The 14th hole is in a weird spot on the property. It's like a nothing piece of land, but it is the coolest green Mm -hmm. on the course. And then the 15th, you really need to challenge the bunker on the left if you want a good angle to the green, because the green slants so severely to the left. You want to be over on the left side as much as possible so that you're not hitting down the slope of that green. The 16th hole has this kind of tight driving zone where a bunker impinges. But if you lay up short of that driving zone, you're back in that gully Mm -hmm. that crosses the 13th hole that i was talking about so just looking at these holes they didn't make as big of an impression on me the first time i saw them as the holes that are around them but this time i saw that like every shot was really challenging these players on those holes and yeah i just think the back nine here is about as good as it gets so, <laughs> it's, so it's, good. it's so so good <laughs> um all right one fan observation <laughs> from you, <laughs> seen and heard. Was there uh, was there anything out there?
1: I, you know, f- for following that the tiger group, the 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 silly things I heard were not really in that group. It was pretty tame. Yeah. Um, they
0: were. It was an incredibly well
1: behaved yes, mob. Yes. following them, I noticed this too.
0: When I in the morning,
1: it was more. I I, I tweeted, you know. On seventeen, Hideki's hitting from the trees, and fan ma- behind me goes, "That's mozzarella over there in the trees." And <laughs> I mean, the, the to things M- that, you, yeah, the thing. Yeah, that, okay. I mean, some of the comments are <laughs> just so hilarious. You, if you, you know, there there are some can't folks get who are annoyed. unfamiliar. Yeah, you with, can't get uh, annoyed. You gotta you gotta laugh at it because it's 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 pretty pretty hilarious. Um, after uh, tiger's Group finished. I kind of went over to the interview area and then I was up by one as Rom's group was teeing off. And first time I heard the mashed potatoes and the ba ba oh, by God. different people at the same time. So they kind of canceled each other out. <laughs> so we'll take that as a win. Um, I mean, besides that, it's just, you know, something that looks like a great shot um, is actually 40 feet away. For, you know, you, don't, you just really can't see how good or bad of a shot it was into the greens and you just hear fans all around and be like it's stuck it two feet two feet that's all it has got and then you see up on the big board tiger woods 37 feet 10 inches (laughs) yeah the depth um, perception
0: sometimes people don't understand if they see a shot that's online they think it's close but it's all about the distance control, yeah, right? Yeah. So they can't see that that it's actually and overall the, overall think, great crowds. Yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't think the fans were any less informed necessarily no. than fans anywhere. It's just these are these are the funny things that happen when you're uh, walking around a, a big tournament like this where not everybody is super familiar with uh, with what they're watching. But
1: now I'll forever call him Hideki Mozzarella. Mozzarella, so. perfect. <laughs> um,
0: so one fan observation that I had. And I'm not I don't mean to create any controversy here or imply (laughs) that there was any bad behavior on the part of the culprit. But on the third hole, John Rahm lost his tee shot to the left and it hit a woman in the face. She grabbed her mouth. So it seemed like it hit her in the mouth. Now, what I heard, I thought, was a tree hit. And the ball bounced uh, back in the fairway, and I looked around and I saw this woman holding her face and oh crouching no. down. And there was, there were a couple of people there who were helping her and, and calling over, uh, 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 calling over some help. Um, but she sort of crouched down behind this tree, seemed to be in pain, and uh, but nobody told John Rum. and so he went on playing. How far was his ball from? her it was i would say like 20 25 yards and she and it's like kind of in this shaded place Mm -hmm. on the third hole to the left to the left yep and and she was it seemed like she was trying to stay out of sight and so i you know that she didn't want people to make a big deal and and so i was i was kind of asking around is she okay it seemed like she was fine but she had she had gotten a golf ball hit to the face i'm not sure if the ball deflected off the tree before it hit her or something but there was a big smack when that ball hit what it hit and it bounced back in the fairway and uh that was just uh that was just kind of a strange moment i sort of wonder if uh if john rom knows at this point and has you know sent a signed glove or (laughs) something along to to the poor woman who got who got hurt did he yell for? that's a good question i do not know were you down
1: um, down three, down, I was, down I, a ways? This yeah.
0: was when I was first arriving at that group. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. when I first caught up to them. I managed to work my way to them. It takes a while to work your way across this golf course
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: sometimes because you've got to cross a lot of fairways to mm-hmm. get where you're going. Um, so I just arrived at the hole, and I was walking up, and this is what happened as soon as I arrived uh, in the vicinity of the group. So I did not hear or... Uh, not hear a, a four call. So I'm, I'm not sure. I think John Rahman is somebody who does call four and he seems like right. a kind of a soft hearted guy. I'm right. sure he would have, uh, uh you know, gone over and, and consoled her, but that, that was just kind of a strange incident. In any case, in general, <laughs> the, the big thing that I noticed in the morning was how, uh, was how tame relatively the fans were around the Tiger group. I mean, there was cheering, but there wasn't a whole lot of just super obnoxious, Uh, behavior like, uh, like sometimes you expect when the crowds get that big. And then another thing I noticed in the afternoon is that everybody left. (laughs) The the course sort of emptied out. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I was following this group of like, world number ones or former world number ones in, in morikawa Scheffler, and rom and there was a substantial crew who would they were following that group through the course but we arrived at the ninth green and i looked up in those big bleachers that are above the ninth and 18th greens and they were empty
1: mm-hmm. and they were packed they, they packed.
0: were packed in the morning yeah. they were shoulder to shoulder and so it seems like people got their fix whatever they were looking for in the morning and uh, knew that the uh, the hot weather was coming and gotta dodge
1: and perhaps you know going off at eight fifteen in the morning tampered some of the rowdiness, and yeah tomorrow Friday afternoon, that group rolling through could be a different a different story, but um yeah. tiger mania not so much, and he got off to such a hot start I know you yeah. you would have thought that you know it, it would just continue to grow and grow now his play obviously faltered down you know faltered a bit Pretty down severely. the stretch, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and there were some roars, but there, there wasn't the kind of constant din yeah. uh, that you'd expect. And maybe uh, partly that's because it's Thursday. Maybe it'll be different tomorrow. All right. Um, one thing you are watching for this weekend. Um, I'll start with that. And and that is the that's the importance of distance. That's something that I'm going to be watching for. Because that's not something that I necessarily had my eye on going into this tournament the thought that the distance off the tee was going to be pretty important, but watching that group in the afternoon, Rahm Morikawa and Scheffler on the front nine, especially I noticed that there were a lot of holes where they were hitting driver where the two longer players in that group who were Rahm and Scheffler and especially Rahm had a real advantage on the hole overall so on the first hole, on the second hole, on the fourth hole, fifth hole, not so much the seventh, not too much the ninth, but those holes toward the beginning and middle of the front nine, in a way that is not the case on the back nine, there was a, there was a you know, an opportunity for the longer players to really stretch out and gain an advantage. They could cut the dog leg on the par five mm-hmm. fifth mm-hmm. hole and give themselves a much better shot into that green. Um, you know, the lines that you were talking about, the lines they were taking on that yeah. hole earlier. The, I mean, Rory hit a 370 yard drive there. Rom hit a similar length drive on that hole, cutting the dog leg. That is something he can do that just, you know, Colin Morikawa can't, can't do, you know, Morikawa ended up in the bunker, mm-hmm. um, on the left there. He took a similar line, but he didn't make the carry. And so, I wonder whether you know, through the course of the week we're going to see some bigger hitting guys rise to the top. Now, of course, toward the top of the leaderboard, we see the likes of Matt Kuchar. Um, We see uh, a Kevin Na up there. I mean, Kevin Na's not short. We see a Matt Fitzpatrick. I mean, these players are often in the mix in big tournaments. Um, and so this is not to say that shorter hitters don't have a chance but I'm just wondering if distance was, is going to be a little more important at this course than I thought it was going to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the weather, the, the change from Friday to Saturday. Yeah. Is This we'll, is the thing that you're looking for. Yeah. Look yeah. Forward to in the, yeah. Um, you can't imagine the high of 60, whatever, 68, 70 on Sunday, 70, 70, 75 on Saturday. I mean, that's, that's what it was at 7 a.m. You know, 8 a.m. Yeah. Uh, right today and today and tomorrow so that's a big drop when that when that cold front comes through tomorrow should be interesting um if it co- you know comes from the north and brings in you know the colder temperatures we had a south wind today and that made let's see that made nine and 18 play into that breeze um you had it a bit behind you on five where, where we saw the big drives a three seventy from McElroy. I think Rom was up by th- around three eighty. So if that switches and, and five plays uh into the wind a bit more, one plays into the wind a bit more, who knows if we're seeing those bunkers get carried by as many players as we saw as we saw today. Um the other thing is where this uh early, early late, late early Mm-hmm. You know, ends up with that weather change. Right. Um, it didn't go too crazy today. And yeah, well, point the, 0.8.
0: It, it, the point 0.8 is what the, the last number that Will Knights has given us. He, okay. was, he was kind of tracking that. So
1: yeah. then you look at maybe tomorrow. It afternoon could be
0: ra- tomorrow bigger. Yeah. Know, that, there could be a bigger difference tomorrow.
1: But the solid afternoon rounds today by JT, mm-hmm. by Fitzpatrick, uh, by who else had a good one? Joaquin Neiman, mm-hmm. obviously we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, but if, if it's easier in
0: the morning, those guys could really, they put themselves in a good position. If the yeah. gusts
1: come, if it's super windy in the morning and they're still hanging around the leaderboard, then yeah. obviously keep an eye out for them over the weekend. If they're, um, so yeah, I mean, who knows whether it's very unpredictable thing to, this is Tulsa. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I think it's, I'm glad it's not 90, 90, 90, 90 in the same wind all four days. I'm glad that we're going to have that change, how that change pans out and when it happens, we'll see. But at least we're going to get some variety. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Meg. You're welcome. Thank you.